it's Jess from Milk Saints and Meltdowns. Welcome to my podcast, Spilled Milk. Today we have uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world joining us for a podcast talking about how motherhood has changed us, um, the difference in different types of parenting, and a few of our kind of uneducated only, well, she's educated. I, on the other hand, am not, but experiences um, throughout this journey. So I would like to introduce my sister, Sam, to join in joining us today. Hey, um, thanks for having me, Jess. <laughs> hey, so before we get into the episode, I wanted to give a little preface that this episode is my first sponsored uh, podcast and Garden of Life is sponsoring this episode today with my sister on our motherhood journey. And at the end of the segment, there is about a six minute infomercial, I guess, um, with Amber Vital from Garden of Life. She's one of the experts and her and I discuss the importance of iron during pregnancy, postpartum, and even before you um, conceive. So stay latched for that. It's at the end of this episode and I would like to thank Garden of Life for sponsoring me and I'd like to thank all of you for your support along the way and 2021 is going to be amazing for spilled milk and I can't wait to see what kind of mess we get into. Um, she's going to introduce herself in a minute because <laughs> I'm having some trouble today. It's like my first podcast back since like I've taken a break. I think the last one I recorded was in November. Well, we did one before. Yeah. And it failed miserably. Yeah. Technical. Well, it, was good. it was good. It was actually really good. The content was really good. It was the technical difficulties that yeah. sucked. So anyway... Okay, I'm just going to rip it off like a band-aid. Okay, just do it. So, or like birth. Like, yeah. Just do it. Just like super quick just like birth. super right? quick like birth. How many yeah. hours do you guys have? <laughs> okay, so as Jess mentioned, I am her sister. Uh, I go by a couple other titles too, like fiancé to my um, fiancé. A fiancé. And a um, fiancé. Newly. <laughs> oh, you don't have a husband. Oh, you don't have a husband. Good, because I'm going to climb that like a tree later. <laughs> She will get through this introduction. I will. Um, <laughs> so we've established she is a fiancé. Yes. And sister, fiancé. And recently, six months now, I yeah. am a mom. Oh, the best. It is. Isn't it? It is. It's the best. Yeah. yeah I know. People are always like, motherhood changes you. And like, they kind of try it. Like, I feel like the approach to motherhood is so scary. And like, obviously it's terrifying. But like, why do people add to that? Yeah. It's also the most beautiful and, like, growing experience I've ever been through. Like, I'm a much better person because I'm a mom. Oh, I completely agree. I feel like our society right now is at, like, a beautiful turning point, I think. But when you're leading up to motherhood, rather than empower moms, we're just constantly bombarded with the terrifying things that are going to happen. Yeah. And what people all like always forget to tell you is that you're going to know what to do. Yes. Like, and I think that's so important. Like you will figure it out. I promise you like, and, and it from my, so Sam and I are super different. Like I never read a single book. I didn't watch a single video. I have, I went into parenthood completely blindsided. I didn't even babysit. Like I've said this, like yeah. I was not a kid person and I was like, I'm just going to buy, I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah. And I treated pregnancy like a second degree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like totally. <laughs> you studied it. Yeah. You knew what to, you kind of knew what to expect. I like, asked the experts. <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask anyone. I like, I was and just both like, work. no. And both work. And I think that's what we're trying to get at today is like both work and instincts are everything. Absolutely. And like, yeah, but it's so funny that people try to scare you right away. Yeah. Like you're in the grocery store. Well, maybe not anymore because like pandemic and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But like, I remember being in the grocery store and people being like, so how are you going to deliver this baby? And I'm like, hi, I've just met you, but yeah, my vagina's going to stretch. <laughs> like what? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You're and like checking out the watermelons. They're like, that's going to come out of you. Yeah. It's from like behind you. You're like, uh, okay. I ultimately it's not. No, it's not. I think the most important thing is to surround yourself with people who not only match your parenting style, but just support you Yes, and empower you to use your own judgment and find what works for you. Exactly. And I think that's what really helped me 
in my journey of like not learning anything, not having expectations, like having such an amazing support group, I knew that if I did have questions or if I did, if I was like, oh shit, I know nothing. Um, you guys would come to my rescue in a way, you know, like, of course. Yeah. We'd be there to support you. Yeah. And that was so important because so many of my decisions as a mom and like my style of parenting were something that like a lot of us hadn't really seen yet. Like I was the first one in our family to exclusively breastfeed. Mm -hmm. I was the first generations for generations. Yeah. And it was like, and I went in thinking, like, no way in hell am I breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember before you had Jags. Right? Yeah. I had the bottles. I had the formula samples. I had everything. Like, everything was ready. She was not nursing. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she was born, the first question I had was, is she hungry? Like, and I latched her. Like, within <laughs> seconds of her, she was still attached to the cord. She was not hungry. <laughs> but, like, that's how much it changes you. Yeah, well, and I think that speaks volumes to, like you said, about your instinct. Like, she came out... And your instinct was to put her at the breast. Yeah. Right? And, and like up until like two that. hours before that, like I was still not breastfeeding. Her. Yeah. Like I was still like the bottles were packed in my bag. Like, yeah. and it's exactly what you were saying. Like it was instinct and it was just so natural for me to do that and like take that step and just be like, oh, well I just created this. Like I'm going to put her to my breast where it's creating milk for her. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And so I think that's how I approached parenthood was very instinctual. Yeah. Like my attach and I, I, it's attachment parenting, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was something new to our family because like I bed share, I, you know, I, I never sleep trained, like just certain things. You wore jacks. I wore jacks. Yeah. And that was simple things that we find so natural and like our, Definitely a bigger part of our society, especially our culture living on the island. You see it everywhere. Yeah. But it was so new, you know? She's not, I don't know, she's not like in, and there's nothing wrong with like an extra saucer or like in her own crib. It was just like, oh, this is what Jess is doing. And like, like, she's attached to Jax. Like, and that was like essentially (laughs) it. Like, I was attached to Jax. And I, I didn't even see myself being that type of parent. No. Like, when I went into parenting, I saw myself as an authoritative parent. Yeah. I totally saw myself being like, well, I'm the parent, you're the child, like blah, blah, blah. But like so much of our journey has been her teaching me. Yeah. It's so funny. Before Edison was born, Justin and I had a few conversations, like particularly about sleep or behavior and just like what kind of parent we wanted to be. And before Edison was here, we had decided it doesn't matter if it's difficult in the moment, we'd rather do the hard thing and then later like not have to deal with it later for example so we had this idea about sleep (laughs) (laughs) oh our naive selves but so we were like we're gonna it's I guess it's still sleep training but we had this this pdf that like basically tells you your kid will sleep if you do this and we were like okay we'll just do this and then we don't have to worry later that our kid is still in our bed or our kid is still getting up at night FYI, children cannot read. Yeah. <laughs> they don't follow a step-by-step. No. At all. Yeah. Edison gives zero fucks about this PDF. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I love it. He's like, yeah, no. No. I'm not even, we're not even looking at that. Yeah. Like today, the business meeting, it's not happening. Put the PDF away. Yeah. Do not attend. Yeah. <laughs> Cancels the invite yeah. and the email. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, he doesn't care. No. No, he is on his own schedule. He's yeah. on his own journey. Yeah. And, and like, I think that that's like, that's so, it's so crazy. Like everyone assumes and puts so much pressure that like, you're just supposed to know how to sleep. Mm-hmm. But like, do sleep. you sleep well every single night? No. No. And I think it's so important, like for people to know that sleep is developmental for one. And for two, when you're sleep training, like sleep training works for some people and it works for some babies and it doesn't work for other babies and other parents. And I think it sometimes like they don't address the fact that for some families, like it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. And so please, for the love of God, stop recommending it. Yeah. Like (laughs) just stop shoving sleep in my face. Like I want it too. Like that's the thing is like people are like, Oh, well you need to do this or you need to do that. And you need, and it's like, I get that, but like, it's not working for me. And like, obviously I want sleep too, Mm -hmm. but like, it's not working. Yeah. So I'm going to find something that works for me and gets me the sleep that I want. Yeah. And I think that has actually, it, it's kind of come full circle for Jess and I that like, that is actually doing the hard thing. Like trusting your baby and going with their 
vibe or their um, routine or like what works for them, learning to read them, that's doing the hard thing now. Yes. And like the thing that I have a hard time with, especially like being an attachment parent, like when people say that your kid is manipulating you or like your kid is like trying to get something out of you. One, I think we're giving kids too much credit. Like, although I do believe Jax is the smartest person in the world, she is not manipulative. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. know what manipulation is yet. Like, mm-hmm. I don't manipulate her. No. So, like, how would she know those tactics, you know? And, like, she's just looking to me for comfort, for love, for mm-hmm. food. Like, at the time when she was a baby, like, I was literally her everything. Of yeah. course she's going to cry in the middle of the night when she wakes up or, like, scared. Yeah, or alone. Yeah. Yeah, I think the manipulation one really gets me because... Like you said, we're giving babies way too much credit. Yeah, babies especially. Like yeah. maybe four, she probably she can manipulate me now. <laughs> you don't even know. I don't even know what's in my future. But like at, as a baby, she's not manipulating me. No, they have such basic needs. And I mean, their basic needs don't end at clean bum and fed. No. Right? So, or pain. Like sometimes they wake up and they're scared because... Their instinct, because babies have them, their instinct is telling them there could be danger and I have no mom here. Yeah. And I can't walk. You know, we give birth to babies that can't talk, can't walk, can't feed themselves. Yeah. Um, We're what's called carry mammals. And so basically, yeah. I love that. Yeah, bats, kangaroos, and us. us. Oh, (laughs) Um, if I had a little pouch, that would just be so nice. I was just put them back in there. (laughs) Okay, side note, have you ever actually seen the inside They're disgusting. Oh my God. It's It's not like a sweater. No, it's not. Like, it's literally like a vagina. Like, it's like a hairy vagina all uterus. Totally. It's like... It's mucusy and like the pouch is so gross. But anyway, if I had like a cute little pouch, like a hoodie, (laughs) like if I like a baby carrier. Like a baby carrier? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we're carry mammals. Yeah. (laughs) And so our our babies need us for way more than just sustenance. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's so important to remind parents that like First of all, set realistic expectations. Yes. Instead of being like, your baby should be sleeping after the four-month sleep progression, they should be like, it's normal for your baby to continue to wake up. Because no matter what, people keep telling you these things like, oh, is your baby sleeping? Your baby should be sleeping through the night. But then you ask any mother or parent of a child and they're like, oh no, No, they still wake up. Yeah. Like minus four. Yeah. And she still wakes up. Uh, That's partly my fault. But... (laughs) We can get to that another time. It's so funny because I was like, okay, we're going to talk about attachment and authoritative parenting and all these things. And we're like, I'm sure we're probably not going to touch on sleep. Sleep is like everything every parent talks about all the time. So it's really funny that we're talking so much heavy about (laughs) sleep. But it's true. It's like, it's so important, but Mm -hmm. also like so pressured. And like, I just want you to know that if your baby doesn't sleep, one, you're not failing. Even my sister, who's good at everything. (laughs) Her baby doesn't sleep. Um, and two, like, you're not alone. And, like, the moms, I remember going to, like, baby and me yoga. And, like, it was, like, a competition. And I was, like, I'm not I'm not competing my kid against, like, she's three months old. I'm not going to, like, compete her and be, like, yeah, she sucks. Or, like, yeah, she's the best. Like, I was, like, uh, yeah, she kind of sleeps, kind of doesn't. I don't know. And, like, I find when I became a mom, like, and we're very fortunate in the way that like we are set up like our partners were very supportive of us entirely becoming mom Mm -hmm. like I'm Jess yes but I am a mom first Mm -hmm. and I put Jax above everything and like Jax's needs Jax's wants Jax's everything came first yeah and like when I became a mom I fully became a mom so for me if I wasn't sleeping that night well then the next day like I'm just napping on the couch with her and like not doing anything but feeding her that day. Yeah. You know, and I I was really supported in that. And I think that's super important too. Huge. I think it's so important to acknowledge our privilege. I know it's kind of like an overused phrase these days, but truly our privilege in having partners who are supportive and who will pick up the slack and who don't pressure us. Yeah. But not just partners, like our family, our our outer circle. Like it's really, really, I understand where it comes from. Like 
sleep training came from moms having to go back to work way too soon. Yes. And that is something that like, I completely understand. You got to do what you have to do, you know? And I think that's the, like, that's the thing in motherhood is like, you have to do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And like, no one is judging you. I'm not sitting here being like, oh my God, you let your kid cry. Like that's, if that works for you, that works for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not judging you. And if the next day you feel refreshed and all that stuff, good for you. Because like, that's ultimately what we're all looking for is Mm -hmm. to be able to be our best the next day and be like the best mom that we can. Yeah, absolutely. So like, yeah, we were, were very fortunate. And like you said, you know, there's no outside pressure from us. Like our mom is like my, our mom is an attachment parent. Like before it was even like a thing or not, our mom is an attachment parent. Like she'll call me and be like, Oh, what, like, what did you do today? Or what? And I'm like, Oh, you know what today, mom? Like I did nothing. I sat on my couch and I did nothing. And she's like, good for you. Like you do, you, you order yourself a pizza tonight and you like just live in those moments. And like, we're so lucky for that. Oh, absolutely. Justin always makes jokes, makes jokes that my mom's catchphrase is I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, you put your shoes on and your mom says she's proud of you. And I'm almost 30. Like literally. (laughs) It's so true. Like we we were raised that way. And so it did make it a lot more, like a lot easier to step into our power as moms, I think. Yeah. And just own the attachment thing. Cause like you, I didn't think I was going to be an attachment parent. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, you know, more of like a, I guess a hierarchy. Like yeah. I'm a parent, I know what you need and you're going to do it yes. until they come out. And like Edison tells me what he needs. If yeah. I'm paying attention, like he totally just tells me. Yeah. And it's so cool to see, like, I don't actually have the answers. So I think that really made me check my ego. And yes. I would, I look at him and I'm like, I can't possibly predict what you need. So instead I'm just going to learn to speak your language. Exactly. Which is which, currently no words. No, no, <laughs> but there's different cries. There yeah. really is. And like, I mean, I didn't like do the whole YouTube thing. Apparently there's like YouTube videos and all that stuff, but like, that's not your baby. Yeah. You won't know what that sounds like for your baby. So yeah. don't like just start taking the time. And I think that that's one thing, especially that this pandemic has given us is time. And like, if you have that time, like learn your baby's cues and it will help both of you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It makes us both much happier. Like, and I know, obviously, again, this is just my experience. This is my baby. So it makes me and Edison happier that I just look to him. We don't have a schedule. I get messages all the time that Edison needs a schedule and my life would be better if his life was more scheduled, but I'm not a scheduled person Me either. And it just works for us. So, you know, if we're at the grocery store or we're hiking or we're driving and Edison needs a nap, he naps there. He naps there. And I sit in the front of the car and scroll my phone. Yeah. Like really, like that's, that's what we did too. And it was like, everyone was like, well, you should be like at home during naps or like, she should always be in her crib. She should be, I was like, she should be doing nothing. She mm-hmm. should be doing what I'm doing and mm-hmm. what I want to do and what makes us all happier. Yeah, totally and like, agree. She did sleep better in the car. So if we were driving, that was even better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a very big thing about us too, like routine. And even now, Jax doesn't have like a routine. Yeah. Like we just kind of go with how we're feeling that day. And mm-hmm. then it, it ends up working out better. There's mm-hmm. like a lot less meltdowns. Yeah. I think our, again, like, you know, putting it back to our whole family, we're so fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah, we are. Like, <laughs> and then we, we are we, like the... <laughs> We are like the hippiest non-hippies, I yes. think. Like, we just kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, and we'll all have plans. And then one of us will be like, oh, like, okay, well, then we'll just do that another day. Or, like, just nothing goes, like, nothing's no. ever concrete. No. So, on Monday, I told myself that I was going to stay home all week because I have laundry and all this stuff to do. And literally every day I've ended up at mom's. Yeah, I know. We're <laughs> always at mom's. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you attachment parent though. Like mom has, like we always laugh and I live next door to my mom now. So like <laughs> we always laugh that the cord was never cut. It was just stretched. Yeah. And so, but she just reels us back in every day. Like <laughs> it's so funny. Her latest tactic is her Nespresso. Yes. Oh, she wins us over with the Nespresso. She's got the best coffee. This is not sponsored, but if Nespresso would love to sponsor me, I'm here for it. And then maybe I won't go to my mom so much. Mom's like, no, no. And then, yeah, it's, she's like, yeah, do not reach out to her. Do not reach out to spilled milk. She's the worst. (laughs) Whoa, Whoa, mom. Um, but no. So yeah, going back to our parents though, like our upbringing was a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really did um, benefit 
all of us. Like we have, we have another sister as well. And like our parents, another thing about attachment parenting or like just parenting in general is that it's what works for your kid and what we're, and like every kid is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a second child. So all I have is like my experience with Jax and she's very gentle and easygoing and like Sensitive. sensitive. And so like authority would not work with her. Like if I raise my voice or like anything to her, it's complete shutdown. It doesn't work. Whereas like when we were growing up, Sam really benefited from the attachment style discipline, Mm -hmm. like Like talk it out, talk it out, positive apologies, all of those things. Whereas I still needed a little authority. Mm -hmm. Like dad still needed to yell at me. And like I, I was spanked as a kid and I can say that I totally needed it and deserved it. Um, but I will never spank my child. And mm-hmm. it's just not, not something that I... But I think our parents, now knowing what they do know, wouldn't have spanked us either. No. So I think it's just like, it's a growing thing. And yeah. like also like everyone is doing what they know is best at the time. Yeah. No parent goes out being like, you know what I hope? To fuck this one up. Yeah. Like, no one has that intention. <laughs> I truly hope, anyway. But, like, I don't go out being like, you know what, today? I'm gonna fuck up her day. Yeah. Like, just... Like, no. Can't wait for her to need therapy yeah, from this Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really looking forward to paying that therapy bill. Like, so I think that that's another thing, too, is, like, we need to give grace to parents who also don't know any different or, like, don't know that, like, there are other ways to discipline your child that don't include spanking and authority and, like, yelling and making them intimidated. Yeah. That's the thing I really don't like about discipline is intimidating your child. Yeah. I think it it feels unnatural to me. I think it has since, you know, I started having nieces in my life um, and, and nephews now. Um, I think that it really, it matters like how you feel when you're giving discipline. Yes. So when you're, when you remember that they're not manipulative and they're not tiny assholes, even though sometimes, even though sometimes it's, I really sometimes think she is a tiny (laughs) asshole. Like sometimes I'm like, no, you, you're being an asshole and I'll tell her mm -hmm. like, (laughs) you actually will. I actually will. And like, I'm not saying that that's my proudest parenting moment. Like I am like very gentle typically, but sometimes I will look at her and be like, why are you being an asshole? Yeah, like I literally just, like keeping it real. And I know that when she goes out into the real world, someone will call her an asshole one day and she's not going to crumble. She's going to be like, yeah, I guess maybe I'm being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, you keep in mind that they don't always mean to be assholes. No, and they don't. And they really don't. And if you, if you remember that, like, so what they're doing is they're testing you. Yeah. They're seeing how far they can push you because they're checking. Basically what they're doing is gauging their attachment. Yes. So, it's a safety net for them yeah. to see how far they can push. Is and mom like, going to like abandon me if yeah. I keep acting this way? And it's, it seems so frustrating and so almost counterintuitive. Yeah. But that's what they're doing is like checking how secure their number one is. Like, yes. do I need to figure this out for myself or do or I have someone that's always going to Always going to be there no matter what. And it's so funny because we were just talking about this the other day, but like I do really well with that. Like when Jax is chaotic, like which is very rare, but like she's had two or three fits in her lifetime. I understand how privileged that also sounds, but no, she is very, and I think it is a lot to do with my parenting style though. She's not chaotic because I'm not very chaotic with her yeah with and her. when she because yeah I am chaotic <laughs> I am a fucking mess but not with my kids so that's good um but no when she becomes chaos I become her calm and it's like it's wild to me that I can just like shut down and be like okay what does she need from me but some days she could be doing something so small and like it could just be like a wine like just like one little wine and I'm like oh Jags and then it's like my my final straw but she could be throwing herself on the floor taking a huge fit and I'm like it's okay Jax. tell me how you're feeling and like she like whines once and I'm like are you kidding yeah, it's the I can't stuff. take it <laughs> so yeah so like I think that that's just another way of just showing that like we all have our limits too oh, like absolutely. and we're not no one is going to do this perfectly every single time oh I completely agree Never. I think that like at it's all about like consistency over time. Yeah. Like, some days you're going to quote unquote fail. You're yes. not failing. You're, you're showing failing. your kid that you're human. Exactly. And that is, I think, equally as important. Like kids totally. need to see disagreements, healthy ones, but still. But still. Kids need to see parents upset and crying. I Having think Having emotion. Yeah. Different variations of emotions too. Because like 
you can't just be happy all the time. And then all of a sudden you're just like angry mm-hmm. or like, you know, like they, they need to know like, and read those cues of like, okay, well mom's maybe having an off day or like, mm-hmm. you know, with my mental health, like some days are really hard. And I will, I will literally tell Jax, Jax, mommy's brain is really loud today. Mm-hmm. Can we maybe just be a little bit quiet? And she gets it. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been telling her that since she was a year and a half, been open about my emotions. If Jordan and I are arguing, I will tell her, you know, today is a bad day, like, or a bad moment. Mm-hmm. I don't say like a full day, but like today, mommy's having a bad five minutes. Like mm-hmm. d- mommy and daddy aren't getting along right now, mm-hmm. but we're going to work through it. And like always offer her like a little piece of positivity in it too. Like mommy's brain is really loud right now, but it doesn't have to be all day. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, like little things, just explain it to her on a level that she understands. Absolutely. And I think too, like, imagine if you didn't, which is the alternative. And I understand like we kind of grew up in that kind of society, you know, yeah. like, Children are to be seen and not heard and therefore protected as well. Like, yeah. you know, completely sheltered. But if you've never told her that, imagine how confusing it would be to some mornings be able to wake up screaming, dumping her toys everywhere. And other mornings, it's like, you know, you're going to get in trouble or I'm going to get For doing upset. your normal things. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. it's important for her to understand, like, adapting and, like, reading other people. And she's so in tune now. She is. Yeah, she like, is so in tune with emotions. Yeah. It's incredible. It's yeah. actually, like... It's amazing. Yeah. Like, and it's I think shocking. Like, then they're able to teach us because we, you know, this is almost like a little bit forced for yeah. us, like practicing our emotions and, and voicing them out loud to children and inviting them in. But for her, because you fostered her whole life, it's so natural. It's so natural for her. So then you learn from her. And I, I do. Think that's and I think that's thing. the coolest thing. Yeah. I love that Jax is my teacher. And I've said that forever. Like she has taught me so much about life in four years than I've learned in 30. Like she is so in tune with who she is as a person. Mm -hmm. There's no like outside influence. There's no, like she's just her and she's unapologetic about it, but also, and just like, just, I don't know. I just love her so freaking much. (laughs) Like I just love her so much. And like going back to, you know, the consistency and like the mess ups and like all of that stuff. Like I remember when I was a kid, so our dad Although he was more the authority one, he was also the more attachment one in the way that he would apologize when he mm-hmm. when he messed up. Like when he got upset or even if he didn't mess up, he would still come in and be like, you know, just because I'm upset doesn't mean I don't love you. Yeah. He would always remind us that we're loved even when we make mistakes. Yeah. And like that is so important to me because I know no matter what I do... Mm-hmm. Like, literally, no matter what I do, I've done some pretty fucked up shit. But, like, <laughs> my dad will have my back. Yes, he would be, like, you know, freak Annoyed. out. Yeah. But, like, really big stuff. If you come up and you're like, Dad, I crashed the car. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> this is a good story. So, like, exactly like this. So, my dad and I are similar in that way. Exactly. Like, I will freak out if I stub my toe. But, like, if I break my arm, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I broke my arm. And, like, it's just, like, so subtle. So, one day... My parents asked me to go and pick up Sam at her friend's house, her boyfriend's house at the time. We were grade nine. She was grade nine. I was grade 12. And, um, I didn't want, I didn't really want to. And like, I, every time I would get in the car, I thought I was like a formula one driver. Like I just love going fast. And my dad had like this little Mazda three that he bought when I turned 16, which I had sport mode. It had sport mode. So it was fast. Uh. I whipped it in reverse in our driveway and smashed into my boyfriend's truck. Like the entire trunk of the car was shoved into the backseat. Like the back of the car was destroyed in our driveway. And I chose to drive away instead of just like, (laughs) I tried. It was like carrying like the back of the car down the street. Like, you know what movies? It's like sparky. Like the sound of like tin cans. Yeah, it's like Like, that's me driving down the road in our like very small town. Like, anyway, I get a call from my mom and she's like, Did you just hit the truck? And I was like, Yes. And she's like, And where are you going? And I was like, To get Sam? She's like, No, you're not. Get back home right now. And my mom was pissed. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go home. I probably, I probably should go home and turn this whole thing around. Uh, (laughs) like get home. Dad looks at me and he's like, well, we all make mistakes. And then he like grabs the keys and goes and picks up Sam in the car. Yeah. And then, okay. So I'm sitting there. This is kind of like the (laughs) 
the rising era of cell phones, I would say. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I didn't have an iPhone. I had, like, a... Oh, God, you didn't have an iPhone for years. What was that? Because I had the Motorola Rocker at the time. I think I had the Samsung Double Flip. Oh, perfect. (laughs) So it it texted, but Jess didn't text me because why would she do that? Why would I do that? I was never looking out for anyone but myself. (laughs) So (laughs) my dad had these rules when we were kids. And when you're with a boy and it's feet on the floor, no blankets. Lights on. Lights on. Yeah. Like that was our rules as a child with, as a child, as like a teenager with boyfriends. Yeah. So I'm at my boyfriend's I think house. Good rules. Yeah, they're pretty good rules. Yeah, like, I mean we did Shit whatever. Can happen you do whatever. Blanket. You still <laughs> do it though. Like, but I mean, now I like the lights on. Yeah. So no. <laughs> really, he was empowering. Exactly. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Oh my god. Sorry, Dad. Yeah. Anyway, so Sam's laying on the couch. Yeah, okay, so I'm at my boyfriend's house. His parents are home because these are the rules. We're watching a movie and he has like those lazy boy sofas. Yeah. Where both Yeah, he had money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good first boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh so yeah, his couch reclined reclined. So we have it reclined. I have my own blanket on for the record. We're not like under a blanket together. Cause you know those lazy boy couches? They yeah, have like they have like a full couple in the middle. Yeah. Like there's no getting in we were there. Not doing anything. No, and you were in grade nine. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, now I'm breaking two rules because my feet are not on the floor because I'm in a reclined. Because they're reclined. <laughs> <laughs> and so he lived in one of those houses. The lights that- <laughs> are off. Too. Yeah. yeah, true. Triple. I know. Triple like yeah. So anyway, I mean they're they're off, but his hallway light was on so my dad could see us from the outside so he had one of those split entryways where the entrance went like or the entrance windows went the full length of the house so my dad walked up to the house saw me laying on a couch like the little harlot that I was yes (laughs) might as well wear a scarlet letter (laughs) so he comes like to the door and I'm Hop off the couch and like run up the stairs and like, hey dad, and he just like clenches his jaw. Oh god, the yeah. clench! I can see the vein. Yeah, and, like the, my dad gets like this the side twitch. jaw twitch yeah. thing, and you're like, you're fucked. Yeah, you know it. That's yeah. it. So I was like, oh my god, like what have I done? And I yeah. was like, okay, like you know, obviously you realize in that moment you're like, oh my god, I was laying on the couch. He's gonna murder me. So I get in the car. <laughs> And he just, like, tears me a new one. Comes unglued. Yeah. Like, at this point, I'm pretty sure I got pregnant just laying yeah. on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? Is if you had come to dad and been like, I'm pregnant, he'd be like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna handle this. Yeah. But, like, because you were just, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. doing... <laughs> oh, my God. So, I had no context. Had no idea that Jess had smashed the car and my dad is yelling at me. And this is, like, a Zelda to Chelmsford. So, it was, like... 15 minute Maybe. drive? 10? It's 5k. Okay, it's it not very far. It's very it's... far, though. <laughs> they made a huge deal about the fact that they had to drive, drive to, to another town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, my dad's like yelling at me the whole way home. And I haven't noticed the car because I'm terrified. Well, and obviously. you don't go to the back. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so yeah, I'm like off to my room crying. I'm the worst human being ever. And then... I find out what actually happened. And it was all my fault. Yeah. So. Like everything in my life. Yeah, exactly. Came <laughs> around, apologized yeah. to Sam. Yeah, he was like, I was actually like really frustrated at your sister. And he was so good at articulating what happened. So yes. he was like, literally in these words, like, I misplaced my anger. I took it out on you. Like, you're not a bad person. Yeah. Um, But I think dad was like, so good at like showing us that like, he's still human And I mean, that's a lot of the reason why I am who I am today is like Mm -hmm. dad's showing us that you don't have to be perfect to do things. And like, it's okay to own your mistakes. It's also okay that like, just because you're older doesn't make you innately better Mm -hmm. than like Mm -hmm. dad, dad always like, let us have our voice, have our, like, have our explanation. Like even after he was so angry, he would be like, okay, like how did you think that that was a good idea? Yeah. You know, what like he would literally, was happen? yeah. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. That one. <laughs> I hated that question. I was like, I don't know. Not, not this. this. <laughs> like, obviously come over. And like, that's the thing when it was really serious, he knew to check himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so powerful. It's so Mom <laughs> is hilarious. I love that woman. Our cord is still attached. But she sucks at apologizing. She's the worst for it. She can't check herself before she wrecks herself. She'll be screaming her head off. And then like, and then we're like, fine, five minutes later, which is like something me and my mom do all the time. Yeah. But like, 
it's just so funny. We had a really good balance of like gentle oh, yeah. attachment and authoritative parenting. <laughs> and I think like, you know, to give her credit, mom did teach us then that some people are going to blow their lid on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's unexpected. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh my God, the time we went to the beach. <laughs> okay. So mom is like the most patient person. She really is. She is like. She just kind of, oh like, gosh. lollygags. Like, just, like, loves her life. Positive. Well, you think that she's lollygagging, but now that I'm a mom, I realized, like, she was keeping the house clean, yeah. making our lunches. Doing like, our everything. house was, like, magazine clean. All the time. Yeah. I had a lunch packed for me and breakfast made for me every day till grade 12. Like, mm-hmm. my last day of grade 12, my mom still made my breakfast and my lunch. Yeah. Like, she was a full-on mom. Yeah, and she was so chill about it because she also, like, was a working mom. Yes. And so my mom was doing, like, a million things that we really didn't notice. We didn't realize at all. No, no of course we didn't. We, no. we were assholes. Yeah. yeah. Like, without meaning to, but we yeah. were assholes. I think yeah. that's just the way kids are. Yeah. So um, one day we're going to the beach, and naturally my mom is packing everything, and we're grabbing our bathing suits. Yeah, and I'm, like, 19 at this point. Like, just... <laughs> we're like, adults. We're adults. And mom is, like, trying to plan this perfect beach day, and I don't know what happened. I think we were hollering at her. I think, I think we, we were, were like, just like, Mom, let's go! Yeah. Like, we were in the van waiting for her or something she fucking lost it like came unglued we're not going to the beach like just like lost it we ended up not going to the beach that day mom went to chapters that's her safe space um so pandemic is really yeah it's really bad i'm surprised she's so calm (laughs) um yeah so if ever you see my mom at chapters uh it's been a bad day for her so give her a big hug (laughs) but yeah so Anyway, I don't know. Mom is just so funny. Like, she will take so much on and then explode. And I think that's kind of, like, I'm also like that. Yeah. In a way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think we got traits from both of our parents. Yeah. And, like, it just, yeah, it just made us more well-rounded. Like, not everyone is going to be calm like Dad and be like, I'm sorry, I got upset. Yeah, exactly. And she will not apologize after she did that, She will not. No, (laughs) that's not her strong suit at all. Like, I will apologize to Jax every time. But my, and, and you know what? I don't hold it against her. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm so traumatized. Like my mom didn't apologize when she'd screw up. Like not at all. Like she still showed me so much love, so much. She excelled in so many other places that like, if that's not your strong suit, then whatever. Yeah. I think it taught me like as much as I want to teach my child to apologize because it's important to like vocalize. It also taught me to accept apologies in other ways. Yeah. Cause she'd still make your lunch the next day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she yeah. probably still made us dinner that night. Oh, like for sure. She, for sure she did. So I think this is all to say that no matter how you parent, however you choose to like love your child and show them that they're loved and all those things, like you don't have to be perfect for them to turn out good and like still love you. And like, they're never going to like, I will never look back on my parents and be like, oh yeah, you really sucked that day. Or like, no, like I look back and I'm like, wow, you guys did the best that you could every single day. Totally. And I think like, Mom and dad, with those particular stories, I'm sure that they don't look back on those with, like, such fond memories. No. But look how much we respect them for their responses. You know what I mean? It's so true. And so, even on days that you feel like you failed, either your kid won't remember. Yeah. Or they will and they'll laugh about it. Or they'll be like, this shaped me as a person. Exactly. My favorite, like, meme or whatever you want to call it is, like, it was going around for a while. And it was, like, you know, the days that my mom thought she failed were the days that like she fed us in front of the tv and like let us have whatever we wanted for dinner and like just go through the pantry and pick our dinner and stuff and those were the days that my mom failed and those are the days I remember as my best days and Mm -hmm. it like oh it gives me goosebumps to think about it because there's so many days where I'm like man I was a terrible mom today like I let Jax have too much screen time Mm -hmm. or you know I didn't sit and play imagination play with her but like there are things that she remembers that I'm like, oh my God, you remember that as special? Like just putting bubbles in her bathtub. Like she's just so appreciative of that, that it overclouds anything that I think I'm doing wrong. Oh, totally. Like they're, if you're teaching them to enjoy the little things in life, you need to remember that like you're always doing a little thing every day that makes them so happy. You know what she said to me today? So I was, I was helping her in her little car and I was opening the door because she doesn't know how. And she's like, you love being a mummy, hey? And I was like, yeah, Jax, I do love being a mummy. She's like, you're so good at it. Like, opening my door. Thank you, mummy. And like, oh my god. Like, what? And it was just like, that's the smallest thing I've done all day for her. Like, like, like I wipe you your butt. Like, 
But you know, like today is not one that'll go down in your memory book. No, right? it's like, just a like, regular day. Yeah, like I worked this morning. Pandemic, she watched hard year. Yeah, and like, I. But like she just thinks it's the coolest thing that I open her little yeah. door for her or undo her seatbelt, and I'm like, yes, like yeah, take the pressure off. I think yeah, it's like the biggest. I thing. think it's the biggest thing. Yeah. But yeah, you've you've come into motherhood so gracefully. Yeah. I love it. You're. Yeah. I just love watching you as a mom. Oh, thank. And I love having this like that we're able to talk about this. Yeah, it's, it's so, so cool. nice yeah. to have someone to talk about it with. Yeah, it's especially for us, I think, because, like, there's not a huge age gap between us, but there was a big, like, kind of maturity gap. So Yeah, you where were always... Sam was way more mature than me. And <laughs> she's three like years younger than me. <laughs> no, I meant, like, you know, you wanted to be the reality TV star and watch MTV and, like, yeah. do all the cool stuff. I and, always like... wanted to do the cool things. Like, from the time I was, like, six years old, I was, like... I'm cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like literally getting little science kits for Christmas, making fake Monsters Inc. Like, do you remember that <laughs> yes! thing? They're like, I loved that gelatin. thing, but I was too cool to play with it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Jess was always like way cooler than me. I, and then eventually it got to the point where like I thought I was like way smarter than her. And now we've reached a point where like we can really connect on this. Yeah. And it's so cool. It's I love that so it's something cool. that, yeah, we share. Me too. And I just, I love that like, we agree on a lot of things. I mean, it makes it easier, obviously, but I think that it's so cool too, that like you started this journey fully thinking that you were going to sleep train and like that you, it was a hard no for you about the bed sharing. And like, you didn't like, like at first that I did that. Cause you, you had your own opinions on it, mm-hmm. but like, we never fought about which way was no. better or like, which way is right. Like, it's very much just like the fact that you you studied pregnancy and motherhood like a like a degree mm-hmm. and I had no clue and you were probably scared shitless for me because <laughs> I would have been but you were just like well I'm gonna trust her as a mom yeah. and like I think there's just like a new respect there yeah I agree I think that that's the biggest thing is like yes we agree on a lot of things but even the stuff we don't or the things that scare us like for me like you bed sharing did scare me yeah and I'm sure for you like me having a home birth was probably really yeah scary. that scared me yeah yeah and then we you know, we kind of met in the middle and like, you just have to trust the other person. And exactly. Then, again, it just comes back to if, if you're doing the best that you can as a parent, then you're doing an incredible job. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for joining me today. That was fun. so fun and <laughs> I'm sure they're going to want more from you. So stay latched. <laughs> so if you enjoyed this episode, I would love, love, love to hear your review. Um, hit those five stars, maybe the four, stay away from the one because that stings. Um, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. You can find me on spilled milk on Instagram or the spilled milk at gmail.com. Don't forget to stay latched because the next six to eight minutes are super important, um, information on how our bodies digest or use iron and Amber Vital is the expert. I'm no expert. So, um, without further ado, here is the information from Garden of Life Canada. So I'm one of four national educators with Garden of Life, and we each come from a background, um, you know, of nutrition, of uh, healthy foods, of helping to support the body and the way that it functions naturally with food and supplements. Uh, And so we travel around normally, the U.S. and Canada, (laughs) Uh, teaching in person. We're doing a lot of virtual trainings at this point as well, but still some in-person trainings. And, you know, whenever we talk about a supplement that Garden of Life might produce to help maintain health, we also tend to educate about why it might be important in the body and how would you have attained this naturally and why are you maybe not attaining it naturally, you know, when we really don't live a natural life anymore. So iron is no... Iron is no different. That's awesome. So if you could just tell me a little bit about the, this iron supplement that you, that I've already started taking and I love the taste of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I've heard that, you know, previous ones are really hard to take and digest, but Mm -hmm. this one just goes down easy. It does. And I think first and foremost, it's important to know that most people don't sort of self-diagnose that they need iron unless they've been through that before. You know, if you've been tested before by the doctor because you were tired, because you felt awful, because you were cold, because you had dark circles, you know. Right? Right. Um, You know, a doctor typically is the one diagnosing that kind of a, um, 
uh, a recommendation, you know, they're not diagnosing a, a, a deficiency uh, yeah. in your blood. And then they're going to make a recommendation about how many milligrams that you should take. So most people aren't just saying, oh, I'm tired. I wonder if I'm missing iron. I'm just going to go start guzzling it. Yeah. Um, but it is in our food. It's in meat, especially, um, especially okay. red blood. Uh, so dark meat, steak, that kind of a thing, liver. Um, and if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you're definitely at risk of not getting enough iron because that heme form, the form that it is in animals, is like yeah. our form. And so that's the most utilizable. It's the most bioavailable. Plant okay. iron is a mineral form, and it may be, you may not, in raw veggies, you might not get it because it's bound up with things like phytates and oxalates. Oh. And so a raw vegan has to really ferment things. You know, you, you have to put acid on it or ferment it in order to make it bioavailable. And then supplements are typically made of true iron filings that have been treated with acid. So they're typically the least absorbable. And in Ayurvedic medicine, we say they kind of put out the digestive fire. So you have to have a lot of other herbs and spices with them to keep that digestion where it needs to be to make that iron bioavailable. And so wow. what's you about this formula that you're tasting right now, the MyKind plant iron with herbs, is that it is from plant, but it has been extracted and treated in such a way and is in with other plants that make it more bioavailable. So vitamin C from amla with lemon peel. And this is really the way that uh, traditionally it was taken by people in the Tamil Nadu region of India for prenatal purposes. They would literally wow. wrap curry leaf around an amla berry and pop that like a little Scooby snack. And then <laughs> they would drink a lemon peel tea. And this was the prenatal way. That and, is, and they just knew that? Like they just kind of, like that's in, that's amazing to me. Like it sounds I, I, so complicated. It sounds complicated, but Ayurveda is an amazing thing in that it represents thousands of years of observation. You know, which wow. plants grow together? What is different about that plant growing there versus over there? Why do these things go together? When you eat these two things together, you seem to be more healthy. You know, it's a, it's, it's just people had time to observe these things, you know? Yeah, that is amazing. I remember when I was pregnant, I went to, I couldn't get up off the couch. Like at one point I was so tired that I mm. couldn't move. And so Jordan, my husband took me to the hospital and they took my levels and they, wow, like your iron is so low. It's not even charting on here. And I had to start taking like some really intense like iron. It was just like, ugh, it was gross. It made me sick. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So it can yeah. make you nauseous and it can make you constipated. And that right there is the indicator that your digestive fire is being quenched and you're not able to actually absorb it or utilize it well. And that is a common complaint. And that's why we tried to make it in a different way. But you also experienced firsthand how all your iron is going to your baby because you're yes. growing a human and iron you can't grow another human without iron. <laughs> like it's, it's how wow. you make energy. It's how you make proteins. It's how you make blood. It's absolutely, it's how you produce DNA. It's how you produce hormones. So it's, it's like, you can't be without it. And as with everything, baby, it all comes from you and you yeah. will be part of it. Wow. The postpartum is really important. You know, so yeah. your postpartum, now you've lost all your iron to baby and yeah. now you have to rebuild and the, the work is not over. You know, I feel like prenatal vitamins are important long after you're done breastfeeding even because you have so much rebuilding. That is Definitely. Necessary. Yeah. So this is also super important to take after you've had the baby, right? Yep. And if you are breastfeeding, um, the iron that you're taking in doesn't really get much of it into the breast milk. Baby is relying upon the stores that it built up in utero. And so, you know, it's going to kind of live on that until you get solid food. So infants wow. aren't usually given iron unless the doctor diagnoses a true deficiency from birth. Um, yeah. And then they can try to bring that level up. Then they start to eat solid foods and introduce things. Then they start to get iron from their food, just like anybody else. But mom is like, oh, I'm done with, you know, I gave birth. Now I don't need my prenatal vitamin anymore. You know, that's yeah. not true. Now you have to repair all of your tissue. Your menstrual cycles are getting back online. Your hormones are getting back online. You're still producing energy for you. And if you're breastfeeding and your baby. 
Yeah. Um, and if you're not breastfeeding, you're still producing extra energy to try to repair and re, you know, reattain homeostasis. So it's, I, I would recommend anybody who's on a prenatal stay on it for, I mean, I still take a prenatal and my kids are 12 <laughs> and 14. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah. because you know, you can't go like, wrong, really. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so fascinating and something I had no idea about. And so the person who shouldn't take their iron is someone who's no longer menstruating because they shouldn't be losing it. You know, they what they get in their diet should be enough. Only someone who's a staunch vegan or who has internal bleeding or maybe difficulties with creating red blood cells should be on an iron supplement if they're no longer, you know, menstruating. And so men's supplements typically do not have iron in them. Men typically only take iron if they've been directed to do so by a doctor for very specific reasons. Wow. That is really cool to know. I had no idea. So thank you so much for sharing this information with me and educating me and my audience. And are there any other little like fun facts or anything that you'd like to include in well, I make a, I make a caution also, okay. you know, we don't, we don't put iron in our gummies, for example, because iron in the hands of a child, they can accumulate yes. it to toxic levels very quickly. So that is oh. why, again, you know, the doses for children are very specific and you really want to have your child into a practitioner to know if you, they need iron and how much they should get and don't let them into your vitamins and don't let them into your gummies, <laughs> you know, totally. don't let them, don't let them into your bottle of uh, plant iron and herbs, you know, it can be used by a child once you know exactly how much they need. And it's like, it's really like giving them spinach, you know, that's been treated with lemon juice, you know, because it is from curry leaf, the iron and the plant iron and herbs, and that in itself makes it like a food. That's the way we like to do things, you know, supplement the way you would eat it. And that makes it a much safer option. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, Amber. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Jessica. Yeah. And I look forward to um, seeing where this, where this like vitamin helps me in my life, because I've already like noticed a little bit of like um, energy levels going up. And I didn't even realize that I was probably still working at rebuilding. Excellent. I had a friend who said, you know, she noticed she was getting cold. And when she added iron back in, she was warmer, you know, so little things like that, it can, it, it helps you make energy ATP. And a lot of us need that. Yes, totally. Well, thank you so much and have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.